Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This is going to be for section 32. And although this is a short section, I have quite a bit of background material and historical information to give about this particular section. So let's go ahead and start with that. Oliver Cowdery and Peter Whitmer had been called to go on a mission to the Lamanites. There were great interest. There was great interest among the saints in this mission, for it was hoped that the time had come for the redemption of the scattered remnant according to the promises in the Book of Mormon. The prophet laid the matter before the Lord in prayer and received this revelation in which Parley P. Pratt and Ziba Peterson were called to join Oliver Cowdery and Peter Whitmer, Jr. on that important mission. The Lamanite missionaries commenced their work with the Cataraugus tribe near Buffalo, New York. Here they were fairly well received, and after leaving copies of the Book of Mormon, they continued their journey west. They took a slight detour to teach the gospel to a minister friend of Parley P. Pratt and his congregation near Kirtland, Ohio. What must have been thought to be a diversion from their mission turned out to be a major accomplishment. Here lived Sidney Rigdon, a, a Reformed Baptist preacher. Parley P. Pratt was apparently convinced that with the feelings and beliefs that Sidney Rigdon held, he would respond to the gospel message. He was not disappointed. Not only Sidney Rigdon, but many of his congregation joined the church. In a short period of time, 130 people were baptized into the church in that area, making it the largest single group of Latter-day Saints on the earth at the time. After introducing Sidney Rigdon and the others to the gospel, the missionaries pursued their journey west toward more populous Lamanite tribes. The missionaries now numbered five, with the addition of a, conver- of a convert from Kirtland, Frederick G. Williams. Their missionary labors were temporarily delayed with the arrest of Parley P. Pratt as part of the attempt to prevent the missionaries from further, success- er, fr- from further successes. The missionaries visited the Wyandotte tribe at Sandusky, Ohio. From here they commenced the most difficult part of their journey through the wilderness to the frontier village of Independence, Missouri. Upon arriving at Independence, two of the missionaries took work to help finance their mission, while the other three continued a short distance to the Indian lands. Here it appeared they would have their greatest success among the Delaware Indians, although the Indians were at first suspicious of the missionaries because they had been exploited by some previous Christian missionaries. This suspicion was soon alleviated by the moving address delivered by Oliver Cowdery. Chief Anderson of the Delaware tribe was very impressed and asked the missionaries to remain during the winter and teach them the Book of Mormon. Success appeared imminent, but it was shattered when the other Christian missionaries influenced the Indian agent to evict the Mormon elders from Indian lands. Asked to leave, the disappointed missionaries made their way back to Independence. Here they stayed, with the exception of Parley P. Pratt, who was chosen to report their labors to Joseph Smith to visit the saints they had left behind in Kirtland. Some idea of the commitment of these early brethren can be found in the formal covenants they made at the time of their call. For example, Oliver Cowdery wrote, I, Oliver, being commanded by the Lord God to go forth unto the Lamanites to proclaim glad tidings of great joy unto them by presenting unto them the fullness of the gospel of of the only begotten Son of God and also to rear up a pillar as a witness where the temple of God shall be built in the glorious new Jerusalem, and having certain brothers with me who are called of God to assist me, whose names are Parley and Peter and Ziba, do therefore most solemnly covenant with God that I will walk humbly before him and do this business 
and this glorious work according as he shall direct me by the Holy Ghost, ever praying for mine and their prosperity and deliverance from bonds, from imprisonment, and whatsoever may befall us with all patience and faith. Amen. And that was signed by Oliver Cowdery. So I'm going to read the heading now to the section. Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet to Parley P. Pratt and Ziba Peterson, October 1830. Great interest and desires were felt by the elders respecting the Lamanites of those of whose predicted blessings the church had learned from the Book of Mormon. In consequence, supplication was made that the Lord would indicate his will as to whether elders should be sent to, at that time to the Indian tribes in the West. The revelation followed. Uh, the exact date of this revelation cannot be determined, but it was received within about three weeks of the conference in Fayette on the 26th through the 28th of September, 1830. On September, October, 1830, all four men called to the Lamanite mission, signed a statement of covenant concerning their coming labors, thus indicating that the Doctrine and Covenants, Section 32, had been received by that date. Moreover, Parley Pratt reported that the mission commenced before the end of October. Joseph Smith later stated that sometime close to the September conference, the elders manifested a great desire to know if additional missionaries couldn't be sent with Oliver Cowdery and Peter Whitmer, Jr., so that the Lamanites might enjoy the blessings of the gospel all the sooner. In consequence of their urging, Joseph inquired of the Lord and received in reply section 32, which added Parley Pratt and Ziba Peterson to the Lamanite mission. As soon as this revelation was received, Emma Smith and other sisters began collecting and making clothes and procuring other necessities for the four missionaries, since some of the four were not able to cover the cost themselves. The Lamanite mission was not a mission in the modern sense on an ongoing enterprise with geographical boundaries, a mission president, and a continuing flow of missionaries. A mission at that time consisted solely of the elders called to a particular area and lasted only as long as they stayed there. In this case, because of the harsh winter weather, the opposition of non-LDS missionaries to the Indians and the small number of missionaries, five with the addition of Frederick G. Williams, a convert from Kirtland, the way was very difficult. Also, the federal Indian agent, likely with the encouragement of other Christian missionaries, decided to expel the Mormons from the Indians, Indian territory altogether. Nevertheless, this missionary effort was hardly a failure. Amherst, Ohio, which had been the home of Parley Pratt for most of the four years prior to his joining the church, was about 50 miles from Kirtland. Stopping in Mentor, Ohio, near Kirtland, on their way to Missouri, the missionaries visited Parley's former teacher, Sidney Rigdon, and others of his friends in the area. Within a month, they had converted Sidney, Edward Partridge, Frederick G. Williams, and more than 120 others, thereby more than doubling the population of the church and making the Kirtland area the largest concentration of Latter-day Saints anywhere at that time. On this mission, the elders presented copies of the Book of Mormon and taught the gospel to the Cataraugus Indians in New York, the Wyandots in Ohio, and the Delawares and Shawnees in the Indian Territory. On this mission also, Oliver Cowdery was able to familiarize himself with the lands around Independence, Missouri, where the saints would soon settle, and made a, a small group of converts who served as the nucleus of the church in Missouri. All right, with all that background, let me start with verse 1. And now concerning my servant Parley P. Pratt, behold, I say unto him that as I live, I will that he shall declare my gospel and learn of me and be meek and lowly of heart. The calling of Parley P. Pratt to accompany Oliver Cowdery and Peter Whitmer Jr. on this mission to the Lamanites proved to have a great influence on the restoration and the gathering of Israel. Parley's earlier association with a group of Reformed Baptists in the Kirtland, Ohio area influenced him to stop in that vicinity where Sidney Rigdon, along with 
two other important preachers in the Reformed Baptist movement, Alexander Campbell and Walter Scott, had begun a religious group known as the Disciples of Christ, or Campbellites. They had established several congregations near Kirtland that sought to live as the early Christians of the New Testament had. The four missionaries to the Lamanites requested to teach at one of the churches where Sidney preached. The missionaries soon found that their knapsacks would not carry enough copies of the Book of Mormon to satisfy the desires of the many who wanted to read it. Sidney Rigdon was given a copy, which he instantly, which he intently studied. He received a witness of its truthfulness. His, his conversion to the Restoration caused quite a stir in northern Ohio and throughout Pennsylvania and New York, where the Campbellites also had a strong influence. In less than one month, 127 individuals were convinced of the truthfulness of the Restoration and were baptized. Not only did, the, did, the, did, not only did this double the total membership of the church at that time, but it also provided a number of the future leaders for the church. Among those early members of the church were Sidney Rigdon and Frederick G. Williams, future members of the First Presidency, and Edward Partridge, future presiding bishop. In addition, Kirtland, near the area where these conversions took place, became a gathering place for the saints in the location of the, of the first temple dedicated in this dispensation. The Lord surely knew at the time that Elder Pratt was called to this missionary journey that he would influence his companions to stop in the Kirtland area. The hand of the Lord is easily discerned in the unusual collection of truth seekers gathered in that area. The same God that placed that star in a precise orbit millennia before it appeared over Bethlehem in celebration of the birth of the babe, observed Elder Maxwell, has given at least equal attention to placement of each of us in precise human orbits so that we may, if we will, illuminate the landscape of our individual lives so that our light may not only lead us, lead others, but warm them as well. The remarkable collection of men and women in and around Kirtland, like those in upstate New York, defies any thought of chance. The situation parallels that of the group of men assembled by the hand of the Lord to give birth to this nation. And that was a quote by Joseph Fielding McConkie. Verse 2, And that which I have appointed unto him is that he shall go with my servants, Oliver Cowdery and Peter Whitmer, Jr., into the wilderness among the Lamanites. The Lord here is affirming that the North American natives are descendants of Lehi. Uh, verse 3, And Ziba Peterson also shall go with them, and I myself will go with them and be in their midst. And I am their advocate with the Father, and nothing shall prevail them, against them. These four are like the four sons of Mosiah, going to preach to the Lamanites. Ziba met and converted Rebekah Hooper, who later became his wife. Verse 4, And they shall give heed to that which is written, and pretend to no other revelation. And they shall pray always that I may unfold the same to their understanding. And they shall give heed unto those words, and trifle not, and I will bless them. Amen. I bear testimony of the truth of these things, and that this is the beginning of the preaching of the gospel to the Lamanites, and that, um, and that it will continue uh, into this and later into this dispensation. I bear testimony of these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. So long. <laughs>